This past week, I published a blog on otpotential.com called Which to Be, OT or PA, where I compared the two professions, occupational therapy and physician's assistants. In my research, I came to realize that even though OTs and PAs have very similar schooling, PAs on average make 29% higher salaries than OTs. And after releasing this article, I have been entrenched in conversations on social media about how we as OTs can borrow from the PA playbook, as I believe that the PA profession has made several smart decisions over the past decade that we can replicate in occupational therapy. So all that to say, I have spent my week thinking big picture about the future of OT. And I think my takeaways from this week's article reflect that big picture thinking. This week's article was a fun one to read because it is a qualitative study, meaning that the authors perform multiple interviews with patients. So you really get to hear in a patient's voice what they hope to gain from therapy. The article looks specifically at exergaming for patients with mild to moderate MS. So let's dive into the details and then we'll circle back to my big picture takeaways. Welcome to the OT Potential Podcast, where each week we review one influential OT-related journal article. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Lyon, OTRL. And this week we are looking at the journal article called a qualitative study exploring the usability of Nintendo Wii Fit among persons with multiple sclerosis. This article comes to us from the Journal of Occupational Therapy International. It was published in 2014, and it ranks 41st on our list of the 50 most influential OT-related journal articles. So the use of advanced technologies in rehab currently kind of feels like a space race. I think most people foresee a future where technology is an integral part of rehab, and there seems to be a lot of movement and competition in the tech industry as companies scramble to position themselves to be the front runners. In the OT Potential Club, we've been tracking the evidence behind different types of technology, and we've already looked at virtual reality several times, and we've also looked at robot-assisted therapy. And today's article introduces for us a whole new category of rehab technology, which is called exergaming. Now, exergaming is simply exercise combined with video gaming. I personally think that exergaming is one of the most obvious and straightforward applications of technology in rehab. And I also believe that the habit formation underlying exercise routine presents a largely untapped opportunity for occupational therapy. So let's look at some of the details. And let's start with a reminder about the importance of exercise as part of a rehab program for people with MS. Now we all know that exercise is important for everyone and it is of course important for persons who have chronic health conditions like MS. But as this article points out in the beginning, there tend to be just more barriers for people with chronic health conditions to get in the exercise that they need. Some of these barriers can include the fear of worsening their symptoms or even just the extra fatigue that exercise can cause. In the club, I'm going to link to several recent journal articles that have come out in the past couple years about how exercise for people with MS can actually decrease some of the symptoms that they experience related to MS, 
which overall just highlights how important exercise is for this population. But like I said, there are these extra barriers, which is why I think therapy has a big role to play here, and which also leads us to exergaming. Exergaming was used in this study with these patients because it hopefully eliminates some of the common barriers that we think of when it comes to exercise. It's actually done in the home, there's less risk of injury, and overall it's fun and pretty easy to get set up on many of these systems. So the particular exercising program that they used in this study was a 14-week WeFit program in which patients were prescribed exercises three times per week, and the duration of the session was customized to each patient. Patients were encouraged to engage in all four types of WeFit exercises, which are yoga, balance, strength, and aerobic training. So how was information gathered from these patients, and what information were the authors looking for? As I said before, this was a qualitative study, so the authors were really just looking to get the patient's overall perceptions of participating in this program, what they saw the benefits to be, and what they saw as barriers. 30 patients participated in the study, and there was an initial safety assessment as to whether the patients were safe to do the WeFit. And then there was a 30-minute pre-test semi-structured interview, followed by a post-program interview that was also about 30 minutes. So what were the results of these interviews? Notably, the big overall takeaway was patients who participated in this WeFit program reported that it helped build confidence in their abilities and achieve their goals related to engagement and leisure activities. However, before starting the program, there were many initial reactions of intimidation and worry about falling in using this exercise program. The authors went even farther to break down the comments into five overall trends that they saw um, from the interviews. I'm just going to state two of them here, and I'll let you read the other three in the written version in the club. The first trend I want to highlight was that participating in an exercise program was important to some of the participants because it fit into their own personal narrative and identity of being an exerciser. And the second trend I want to highlight was that several found that even though the technology was novel and new, there were just the same old barriers to participating in a typical exercise program. So what were my takeaways for OT practitioners from this research? As always, these are just my own personal takeaways. They weren't directly mentioned in the research. And as I mentioned at the beginning, I was definitely just in a big picture mode of thinking this week. Um, so I'll be really interested to hear how this article hit you. My first takeaway was that habit formation is the key to exercise, and I think that this is an area where OT needs to really start shining. I love that the conclusion of this article stated that future gaming interventions should incorporate effective behavior change strategies. In the past, I've rarely thought of my therapy as functioning to help patients start new habits. I've usually focused on just the short-term goals of therapy, but isn't habit formation how we should be framing much of the therapy that we do? Our goal for our patients is not only to succeed in therapy and not be dependent on us. Our goal is to help them create new habits and routines that will translate to their daily lives and have lasting benefits. And I think that looking at this exercise research really drove that home for me. 
This leads to my second takeaway, which was that new habits lead to a transformed identity. And I don't think we focus on that enough in therapy. I love how in this article, the patients tied this ability to exercise into the ability to just live into a core part of their identity, which was being an exerciser and being healthy. And I am definitely looking at myself here as a therapist where lots of times in therapy, I haven't really thought of it in this way as helping our patients live into their identity. And I just want to say here on a personal note that I have personally experienced an identity shift that has come from a therapeutic exercise program. I have felt a shift from being someone who was debilitated by a chronic health condition to someone who considers myself now an overall healthy exerciser. And I cannot gush enough about how personally meaningful this identity transformation has been. And ultimately, this identity shift has been the most important part of the therapy that I underwent and the recovery that I underwent, um, even though it took about a year to actually make this shift. And I definitely wasn't in therapy for a full year even. I found this therapeutic exercise program through working with my doctor. I had a jump start on it through working with therapists. Um, and that was only a couple sessions. But for me, it was the jump start and the structure that I needed to go on this long journey, which ultimately led to the ultimate goal of an identity shift and being a healthier person. And my third takeaway from the article is this that we cannot get lost in the weeds of these new technologies. We need to stay focused on the foundational goals for our patients of habit formation and identity transformation and think of technologies as tools that will probably come and go. When I first started reading this article, I was definitely like, I feel like the Wii Fit is so five years ago, which is exactly when this article was written. And albeit I know that it is still a very popular platform, but so many new commercially available extra gaming options have come out in the past five years. The market already feels so much more complex. And as I mentioned at the beginning, this is a fast moving, big money industry, and we are just going to be seeing more and more technological tools come out for us in rehab. And while I think it's good to keep a general pulse on the technologies that are coming out, I also think it's good to remember that as always, the true challenge to an exercise program is just the habit of doing it. And that is where I think we have a lot to offer as occupational therapists, where we are good at helping people establish habits for understanding what that takes. And then we're also good at customizing that to specific individuals um, and recognizing that everyone has different goals. Everyone brings different strengths to forming their own habits and just overall serving as a guide to help make that happen. Um, because as we stated at the beginning, exercise is important for everyone, but for our patients with MS, they may see specific benefits in alleviating some of those symptoms. So it's really important that we consider exercise for them when they are on our therapy caseload. Okay, that is all that I have for you today specific to this article. But before you go, I wanted to let you know about the OT Potential Club, which is where we have a written version of our weekly article overviews with more information about each article. But most importantly, we also have a community of therapists who each week chime in to discuss the research and how it relates to their practice. And I just cannot thank you enough for chiming in on these conversations each week. 
I know for me personally, discussing the evidence with you has sharpened my thinking on so many topics and honestly given me a ton more confidence to speak out on big challenges, like how we can learn from the success our PA colleagues are having, or even look at research like we are looking at today and see it in the context of larger trends. And I hope for those of you who are members that you are feeling similar benefits from the club. You can sign in or sign up at otpotential.com club. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope this podcast helps you give great care this week.